0: Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud. Written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and welcome to three psychology techniques that get your client to really follow your advice. Sometimes what a client really needs is pretty obvious and anyone can see it. And as you're not shackled by the old idea that therapy must never be directive, you come straight out with your wonderful suggestion or reframe or clearly spot on to you piece of sage advice and what happens okay you've given this you deliver this wonderful perfectly timed um, piece of advice perfectly sensible and the client uh, might nod politely and say yeah yeah I'll try that I, I really will I'll try that thank you but you know they're not going to try it You can just tell, and you sense that you've blown it. So, what happened? What you've said to them, even though it may be exactly what they need, doesn't feel valuable to them. Direct advice giving tends to diminish the perceived value of that advice. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Now, we value stuff that is rare. Okay, who would value a diamond? if they grew on trees. Someone always dishing out advice, after a while you sort of stop listening to them, even though the advice might be really good. We value things that we've had to work for. The more effort we've put in, the higher the value. Likewise, we value something if it's obviously highly valued by other people. The social effect. We're social creatures. Psychotherapy involves both learning and teaching. The client both teaches and ideally learns from the therapist. You may know exactly what your client needs, but how do you deliver that advice so that it's deemed valuable enough to be acted upon? Even diamonds can be mistaken for common stones. So here are three psychology techniques that will increase the influence of your suggestions. So number one, dress up the advice. Okay, so rather than a direct piece of advice, you know, you should do this or you should do that, uh, my advice to you, young man, is that you should stop doing that. Okay, thank you very much, I'll bear that in mind. Okay, only I won't, might be the response. So how, how might we dress up advice to um, use some of these social factors? You know, we might say something like, later on, and we're making them wait for it, I'd like to share an idea with you to see what you think. It's a bit unusual, which implies rarity, it might not make sense to you at first, implying that they might have to work a bit for it to understand it. So now you've increased the value of what you're going to say to them. Number two, tell them how valuable others consider your suggestion to be. Okay, social proof this is called, you know, so people are more likely uh, or people are more ready to try something that others have tried and found successful before them. And you can use an example like, um, four of my clients in the past few months have done what I'm asking you to do, and later told me that they thought it was the best thing they ever did. So other people, okay, were applying to other people's experience. So many people have now successfully used this approach, that it's almost become a standard way to tackle this issue. Use metaphor. Number three, use metaphor. Metaphor allows you to give advice without seeming to give advice, thus rendering your advice both more palatable and more valuable to your client. It might even hit home unconsciously with them. They just find that they start doing things a bit differently because of the unconscious impact of, of the advice. And when a suggestion is unconscious, the person doesn't reject it out of hand. The listener has to work for it through making the link themselves in their own mind, and that makes it more valuable than you just telling the advice um, you know, straightforwardly. I once worked with a man who was still eaten up with resentment over being laid off work years before, decades before he'd been laid off work. Now, what I didn't do was just tell him directly to, oh, forget about it. It was a long time ago. You don't need to worry about decades ago when you lost a job. You know, you've got a good job now. I mean, that's clearly what he needed to do, but the direct advice would have just been rejected out of hand. But While he was in trance and without mentioning layoffs or work or redundancy or anything directly related to that past experience, I told him a story of a man who'd been forced to carry a heavy burden for a long time, and then then discovered that he could put the burden down and leave it far behind. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog, that's unk.com slash blog.